This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. Hey. And best friend, Derek. He's back. Hey. Derek. Hey, yo. (laughs) The gang is all back together. Meanwhile, you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Episode 131. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Yeah, painful. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, we're actually still in present day, believe it or not. October Ah. 2022. It's a great time to be alive, especially if you like watching people die. On screen, on screen, on screen. That is. (laughs) Um, But before we go to the movies, (laughs) I have a fun, spooky activity planned for us. Haunted house, anyone? Ah, sure. I hope it's not full contact. Hope it is. (laughs) Oh, Oh, this is creepy. (laughs) This is scary. (laughs) I see a witch. (laughs) Would you like to have some soup? Did we go uh, to the kindergarten haunted house? Yeah. This is I like a haunted it. house for babies. <laughs> you have to crawl the whole time. <laughs> I don't know if you're supposed to just laugh in a haunted house. I think you're supposed to scream. But it was still a haunted house. <laughs> yeah. That is um song credit to Little Blue Globe Band. Um, a family-friendly, spooky Halloween producer apparently <laughs> anyway that was fun ashley thank you for arranging that very tame uh haunted house before maybe we see something shocking at the movies what's playing oh i was just gonna say before we get into that that i thought okay. it was for like three like 30 year olds not three to five year olds so my mistake <laughs> you know, it was for that. three to five 30 year olds but it yeah. was just <laughs> <laughs> whoops it was fun anyway um, speaking of threes and fives yeah oh yeah it's well surprisingly it's been 35 years since i was born same age as hellraiser no big deal just saying um that means we're long overdue for a modern throwback remake requel reboot Whatever you want to call who's new Hellraiser, joint titled, confusingly, Ashley. No, that'd be really weird. Uh, just kidding. It's called Hellraiser. <laughs> wow. Good good job. Thanks. Um, a lot of parallels between you and the Hell Priest. Um, but yeah, uh, do you want to set the scene talking about the poster? Get us a little window into hell. Into hell, sure. Yeah. Closing window into hell. Um, so the poster is just red and black and you see um just an outline of the new pen head with obviously the same look of all the pins coming out of her head um and it's surrounded by some type of like pattern like puzzle pattern on the outside of her like a halo kind of like the angel or angel of hell i suppose um and then it just says hulu hellraiser all <laughs> yep. caps so all right, well, let's go to Hulu. <laughs> this movie is streaming on Hulu. You don't have to, I don't know if you can even see it in theaters if you want to. Um, but while we're still at home uh, prepping for Halloween, we are streaming some horror movies. So, yeah, yes. let's do it. Ooh, ooh. It's time. Greater delights await. We wish to see you proceed. Feed it. Their blood. Their pain. All for us. 
Okay. Oh, I'm supposed to be screaming. Sorry. Yeah. Not laughing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's sometimes people laugh when they're scared and nervous. Yeah. Uh, one, of my, one of my friends laughs at funerals because she's like super uncomfortable. And she oh, laughs geez. when she's really uncomfortable. I'm sure that's everyone tough, else. Right? That makes everyone else feel comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, speaking of funerals this movie has a lot of dead people in it and it's uh i don't know where where do you where do you want to start just kind of comparing it to the original or just did this feel like a fresh um story or were you kind of like thinking about the original hellraiser while you're watching this this new one i was thinking about the original only because i really liked the original yeah because it was just so like creepy and so scary and didn't have like a lot of deaths or anything, but didn't need to. Right. Where this one like went full, lots of gory deaths and the Cenobites were sick looking. Um, but I like the story of the original better. So it's hard for me to be like, I don't know. I kept thinking about the first one. So it's the first one's way simpler. I mean, this one yeah. has like this backstory with the mm-hmm. guy who is getting, you know, his assistant to bring him people to sacrifice. Like, hot young boys and yeah. in the case at the beginning it looks like a, a robert pattinson knockoff mm-hmm. um so we see him killed and then it's like seven years later but it's seven years that's a weird time jump because now you're still like he's still part of the story you just yeah. jump to like younger characters the main <laughs> leads in this movie is like a group of, of early like 20s somethings friends with addiction issues there's just like a lot of convoluted stuff going on mm-hmm. with that. Um, but I mean, this movie definitely delivered for me on the Cenobite design, the practical effects, the chain action, the, oh, like the wires, the, the skin uh, flaps. Yeah. The skin flaps, <laughs> the getting to see, like learn a little bit more about the different configurations of the puzzle box was, you know, some good backstory. Uh, to add to the mythos of the, the the universe, so I think and um, Jamie Clayton, a trans woman who plays uh, the new Hell Priest, Penhead, whatever uh, you want to call the lead Cenobite. I kept seeing Hell Priest because maybe that's what Clive Barker, the term that the original creator used. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she plays the character in a in a fresh way. This is not Hellraiser three, where. Pinhead is doing a Freddy impersonation. This is a yeah. very like, I think disturbing, but kind of what I always love about this franchise in general is that you want to kind of get behind some of what the Cenobites are preaching in terms of like these people have pretty fucked up lives in mm-hmm. their in their you know present state. Uh, the woman, the main you know girl in the movie is dealing with severe addiction issues not to mention all of her friends are dying most kind of because of her because of her um, yeah (laughs) inadvertently but still uh and so like it's pretty it it wouldn't be a tough decision for her to give over to the the other side of things and kind of sacrifice herself to their um you know eternal pain mixed with pleasure situation but yeah Derek I don't know what did what did you think overall so the the original one I don't even know if I've seen it uh, I do remember it and I think it, maybe I've mentioned it in previous podcasts but I remember seeing the cover of the VHS in Blockbuster and it would creep mm-hmm. me out as a little kid 
Um, <clears throat> this movie, I do definitely agree that the uh, the character design uh, of the creature and all the gore and stuff was was really rad. Um, yeah, I'll give it that. But, so, I, and- yeah, I guess you're saying the that the, the other stuff kind of lost you. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that they kind of went into the lore of Hellraiser mm-hmm. or the Cinnab- Cinnabites, Cinnabots. What are they? Cinnabites. Cinnabites. Yeah. Cinnabites. Like Cinnabon bites. Cinnabites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious little guys. Yeah. Get, <laughs> uh, it's cool that they went into that, that kind of lore, but um, yeah, uh, I didn't like it. It's fair. It's yeah. it's kind of slow. I mean, it, I, I've enjoyed the pacing. I watched uh like a much more intense horror movie the night before that just like had no downtime and so weirdly this was like a palate cleanser in terms of <laughs> i was watching it with our friend uh jen and we like it was just to the two of us so it wasn't like a group viewing where everybody's uh talking the whole time which sometimes happens um but like we were having like short little conversations like during the movie it was like <laughs> didn't feel like we need to give it it's hundred percent of our attention the whole time. Um, but like when it picked up in the last like 30 minutes, 45 minutes or so, basically when they're all like converging on the house, I thought all of that was pretty satisfying. Um, you find out her boyfriend's the main character's uh, boyfriend was kind of like also working for the, the rich guy. So he was luring and people with, he met her at a 12 step program. So obviously he was like targeting her because she was vulnerable so that's really fucked up um and yeah and then uh, the main character's brother who is trying to protect her the whole time but i thought pretty unlikable in his approach in his like <laughs> uh, how uh unsympathetic he was he gets like taken to the hell dimension first and so now she's lost her brother and yeah it's just i mean it's a pretty depressing movie yeah but yeah. i think that that's kind of the the themes of the whole, all the movies is that there's some really tough to deal with stuff in everyone's life um maybe you can drown out some of that that emotional pain with real pain and having like a wind-up clock attached to the your oh nerve gosh. endings in your that stomach <laughs> no and they For can play you like they can years. play you like an accordion or something Ugh. yeah yeah i like that i mean i liked the idea like the six levels of configuration like you talked about mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty cool and i liked the fact that there's always a twist on them obviously they're like from hell so it's not gonna be like exactly what you want yep and so i thought that whole concept was cool and interesting but yeah overall i also watched this like while i was having breakfast with my friend caitlin so <laughs> perfect <laughs> a morning horror film yeah we were like it'll be less scary that way and it was but also like it wasn't that scary of a movie so yeah well, so you're talking about these kind of depressing characters or troublesome or characters that have uh you know they're not rich people in this yeah so a hellraiser, like by definition, is a person who causes trouble by drinking, being violent, or otherwise behaving outrageously. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like that Hellraiser is attacking these kinds of people. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're vulnerable. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they definitely are able to target people with that weakness. They're more likely to uh break like so basically they target people in power at first and they have like kind of one puppet master um i think the character in this movie's name is roland and so he is using his means 
to keep bringing in fresh meat for them. And because he's sacrificing them fresh meat, they are granting him. I mean, this movie doesn't fully explain like what he's getting out of the situation, but in past movies, people obtain wealth and mm-hmm. riches because they are feeding the, the demons. But then on top of that, like the person who's the intermediary is going to target, you know, vulnerable people. Um, and then he's going to target people who will, it's like this pyramid scheme. Like he's recruiting <laughs> the the boyfriend dude. Um, and once again, one of my favorite movie things, the character just randomly has like an incredible loft apartment. Yeah. <laughs> who, and we don't know anything about his job or, or why he has money. Everyone else is super poor. Um, I mean, super poor by movie standards. They like still have a nice apartment, but yeah. Um, anyway, so he's getting his money from Roland, and he's going to these AA or NA meetings, basically, and and finding you know be- uh, befriending and betting women, and then sacrificing them. And we don't know for sure that he's done it more, but I, I don't think that loft paid for itself. So I think he's done this with other women. Well, I think he's done other biddings. I don't think it was this because they find the box like just them. And I don't think he's done it like multiple times. I feel like he I feel like Roland only went through like the six stages that one time and saw it. Right. Um, sensation or whatever. And now he's like, I don't want this anymore. And it's, so that's so like seven years later. So I think he just needed to revisit it. <laughs> and it's Roland. I have a couple questions, but it's Roland at the very end that it goes to the final stage, like yeah. Lazarus. I think it's I think it's called Leviathan. Oh, Leviathan. Okay, Lazarus is bringing some is resurrection. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that could have brought back her brother theoretically, but um, she would (laughs) have had to make some other sacrifice. Yeah, there's a lot of like I just want. I guess that's the first trailer is so good because it's like very simple, and that's why I wanted a harm movie. I went like A to B, a little bit of mixture around, then you get C. This was just kind of all over the place. I didn't care about the backstory. Roland Voigt. I just Mm -hmm. wanted to find the cube, have some murder happen, and then the movie ends. That's pretty much what. Well, if you if you want more backstory, you can watch Hellraiser Four Bloodline, which is Hellraiser <laughs> in space. <That's> okay. <laughs> they jump from they jump from twenty one twenty seven in the future to like the sixteen hundreds, and it's like interview with a vampire style what? Adam Scott in a crazy colonial wig, um, doing the basically <laughs> doing the it? role. Yeah, yeah. This is like a ninety six movie. Awesome. Um, yeah. So I watched that one research this one that one was uh, like not as fun campy as jason x and not nearly as good as any of the previous three hellraisers so. in space yeah, Leprechaun yeah. In the hood. there's it a lot of space qu- movies yeah. didn't quite go far enough um but uh, one thing aside from the the character design which was i think we all are in agreement that it was oh, hell yeah it was very awesome. effective yeah mm-hmm. some of the best at any of at any point in the series, uh, the box in its standard square cube configuration has was relatively unchanged. But then we get to see it in some new uh, positions, which was cool. Also, just like you know, of course, I have to have a, a drinking rule. Shout out to to Jamie, friend of the James. podcast. And uh, the two rules for this movie were chains. Get plenty of that. <laughs> But yeah. also like boxes and boxes within boxes when they go to uncover the box from the storage unit. Oh, it's no. like it's so yeah. ridiculous. They go in a storage unit, which is a box. Then there's a storage <laughs> container in the storage unit. And then within the 
storage container there is a shipping container and then there's like three more boxes before they get to the actual cute puzzle cube finish your drink yeah yeah Yeah, and you're drunk (laughs) and then if you want to go for like the imagery the like the pattern the patterns in everything it's in like the the house it's in the um when they do like an aerial shot of the merry-go-rounds like the Mm -hmm. the shapes and and patterns I thought it was pretty effective, just the imagery in the movie overall. But I mean, they were laying it on pretty thick. I don't know if y'all yeah. liked just kind of the ambiance of the movie. Um, It was a little much for me, but yeah. it did remind me of a movie I really liked that I'm going to rewatch now. 13 Ghosts, anyone? <laughs> with the house? Yeah. Because there are like, all these different like things that you locked up like within the house. It was like a giant maze. And it kind of reminded me of that. And I really liked that movie. So I'm going to rewatch it. I really like that movie too, actually. Nice. Yeah, but that's actually scary. Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie and Matthew Lillard, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I know we uh, watched that when we were younger, but I, def- I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it since. Yeah, so me neither. So maybe while we're on like the 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 designs, so mm-hmm. what are the hieroglyphics? Like the the designs on the bot, like the the puzzles. Is that just kind of old lore from demons mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah, <laughs> you get some backstory in, in Hellraiser 4 to the original maker of the puzzle box. And okay. so it was like this this toy maker that was kind of, was hired by someone who knew about the Hellraiser myth. And so they were basically giving them instructions. But then it's always so convoluted in the movies when they try to like <laughs> really explain it. But mm-hmm. I think that that's just part of the... Um, uh, like what makes it work basically is having this per- perfect like these symbols in this puzzle configuration and somehow all of that is like it's like a spell more or less like the the I would assume the symbols are part of like what's necessary to make the box work but <laughs> I was I was hoping it'd be something like there'd be missing like spaces and then like every time someone died or like somebody took them they'd like fill in the space hmm. I thought that'd be cool because you're like oh all the symbols are like dead people or like Cinebites right because they didn't really yeah in the third one they have like that stone pillar that concrete pillar filled with yeah. like Cinebite heads and baby heads and stuff mm-hmm. yeah um, <laughs> what's I guess oh I would I also liked in the when the box like um, when people were fucking with it and the the needle would oh, pop out and stab yeah. them. The first time that happens, that was that was surprising and, and disturbing. I guess it happens to the the Edward looking dude at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Slices so pretty good. Yeah. And you can also so basically the box when it stabs you, it marks you and the blood that drips out like calls them but it's specific to the person who gets stabbed because basically the plan at the end of the movie is to take out the Cenobites by marking them. And then the main hell priest has to kill them because I guess that's just how it works. Yeah. I kind of, I mean, I didn't mind that actually. Cause I was like, there's gotta be, a, it's like, everyone's going to die then because she's only has two people left. Yeah. So like everyone's going to die unless she like gives herself up and then someone else to die anyway. But then she'd stab the Cenobite. And I was like, oh, I guess the Cenobites can die too. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Or they can be like ripped and from limb in from half. limb and explode. Yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> like, a great kill. I like that was a good got, one. Yeah. I like got up and stepped away for one second and, and I missed that and had to rewind it because oh, like, no. I was watching and then all of a sudden somebody 
somebody exploded. So yeah, that was pretty nice. I was I mean, gonna say, the... how did you rewind it if we were watching it in a theater? But we well, we're, streamed, yeah, we streamed it. So yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this time we streamed it. Yeah, the other just time. this time. Um, but I did say like the deaths overall were really good. Yeah, I think they were pretty impressive. Like the one with Nora, where they like bent her backwards, and, like chains were like ripping out her flesh and her shoulders, and like oof, it got pretty pretty graphic. But... Yes, in the um, the teeth chattering of oh, the yeah. one Cenobite was a nice ASMR element. Yeah, the uh, we do have a let's play one clip of um to highlight Jamie Clayton's performance as the main Cenobite. Final? Yep, that's the one. Oh. Oh. You okay? Quiet. I don't want to. You have to. <laughs> Lights await. We wish to see you proceed. Your brother's ending was exquisite. Would it bring you comfort to see him again? Two more, and he is yours. Pyramid scheme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your blood is in our hands now. Oh, and we got some teeth. And just that clip as well, like the, the sound design mm-hmm. was also mm-hmm. really awesome. Agreed. Yeah, kind of like the, the reverb or um, the deepness of her voice. They, I saw a lot of, a lot of um, uh, interviews with her and the rest of the cast and then with some of the creators of the movie and just like wanting to differentiate her performance from Doug Bradley's as the original Penhead. His was more like, I mean, especially in the later movies, he gets, it gets campier and he's talkative and, um, but in the first one, I don't know. He's like more approachable. I I, I don't really yeah. know how to describe it. He's like, um, maybe more festive. <laughs> And and like it's like a more Freddy, more glee. It's like yeah. if Freddy Krueger was not taken so seriously. Yeah. And then Freddy Krueger is remade. Maybe we'll talk about this later. But mm. and then you take him extremely serious. Like he doesn't right. say any. You know. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. worried about her talking because you never know how the voice is going to sound if you're going to be like, oh, this is ridiculous or not. And I actually didn't. I didn't mind it. I thought it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you can hear it in that clip and then the the trailer it, as well. I think it's it, it is very it it definitely is creepy. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going exactly to your point, Derek. They're going for creepy vibe versus creepy straight vibe versus you know fun campy energy. Yeah, uh, they're murder. going back to back to basics, kind of like with with uh, this style of mm-hmm. of reboot. Versus like there's been I want to say this is the 11th or 12th movie in the franchise. So I've only seen the first four, but they've been coming out and I think getting progressively um, cheesier as it tends to happen when you get into double digits of a yeah. horror movie from the 80s. <laughs> yeah, they're um, at 11. Yeah, let's yeah, compare. Uh, I do want to um, last thing I want to talk about is comparing this to Nightmare on Elm Street because the whole movie does have like the sequences where uh, somebody is being stalked by the, the Cenobites they're in this in-between world. It seems like, but like 
especially when the the one girl is in the van or wait who's who's in the van so that's um i don't remember do we know yeah. any of the characters names by the way yeah Not riley really. riley's the main one matt's the <laughs> okay. brother nora is the one that gets like oh it's nora she's in the van yeah oh right yeah nora the roommate so mm-hmm. she is like in the van but they have they're like torturing her in the hell world her brother goes through a wall in the public bathroom yeah. so he's like physically in a different space it's just it, it reminds me a lot of freddie because sometimes you see the characters like being uh, suffering the consequences in the main reality but the torture is happening in the hell slash dream reality mm-hmm. and a lot of the sequences feel like exaggerated they're not like quite as like over the top as freddie sequences but they feel like dreams um, yeah. but there is even one dream where her brother is like chained up and, and he wakes up but i don't know i i found like, i find it a little distracting i kind of like you said, again you said in the first up, movie drink yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i i think that's also one reason the first movie works better is because like the laws of physics are more clear in terms of where the action is taking place i don't i mean it's not like it matters i think the longer the franchise goes on you have to to uh, try new things but i don't know if either of y'all found this like too similar to nightmare or uh, didn't think about it much i thought about it i mean she also has like a vision of like one of the creatures like in her room and i was like is she awake like what's going on like i just didn't i didn't think it was necessary to have that part of it um and it didn't scare me i was like oh there's a creature there like it wasn't like a jump scare really and maybe it was supposed to be one and i just didn't jump um right um, but you have any cereal i was too busy eating my yogurt and granola (laughs) (laughs) you know how to do you know how to do a horror movie right yeah (laughs) it was Uh, delicious. this isn't on the level of nightmare for you right i mean this is firmly below it uh as far as uh, like do I like it? Yeah, I just like this franchise uh, as much of it as you've if seen or not seen. Like, yeah, again, like I don't, I can't recall seeing it. So yeah. I, I'd mm-hmm. have to say that Nightmare on Elm Street's, you know, above this. Um, yeah, but you know, there's absolutely. I mean, Fangoria. Have you received mm-hmm. your most recent copy of it? I don't have the the Hellraiser one now. There is there a a new Hellraiser one now? Yeah, I would imagine supposed that. To- yeah what's Fangoria it was like an old um uh horror movie magazine that recently got revived like two years ago and I've been subscribing to it I get one uh episode issue every quarter so four times very very high quality uh horror magazine uh that covers you know the most recent horror films and stuff so I would imagine that this is going to be in that if not on the front cover um, so there's absolutely like a following and hence why they likely went more into the lore for this one. And I bet mm-hmm. those fans totally love this. I, I, I think uh, I've, yeah. But for I me, think I fall like, into I, that camp. I, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, I, you, you should definitely watch the first one and yeah, then the take one. it slow okay. or, you know, work your way. So watch it, it in point seven five speed. Yeah. 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 Okay. Take it slow. <laughs> Extra put on your finest leather. Uh, just <laughs> settle in. Oh, a leather uh, daddy pinhead? Yeah, yeah. you have to do the uh, chains. Watch. It makes sense. Well, you would have loved Ooh, the third yeah. one, too. So we haven't even mentioned. Yeah, we watched the third one for the podcast like four weeks ago, three weeks ago. 
Yeah, um, yeah. So did you enjoy the tone of this one that was more dark and serious versus the campier tone of the third one where people were getting like decapitated with compact discs and whatnot? I mean, the third one was really fun. <laughs> so then, and then that's like that Freddy, like whole, you know, that's reminds me of a lot. So I don't know. I like the first out of the first third and the fourth. I like yeah. the <laughs> first one, the best. Um, I actually might like the third one. And then this one, I yeah. don't know. I think it's because well, really you can't call this it. one the fourth. This one's the 12th. Oh yeah. So the first <laughs> third and the 12th in that order. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I think um, we're all in agreement that we like the, that campy campiness if if you re if you have if you come out with an original film horror film and it's campy it's hard to take it very serious moving forward yes i i i I, I, I equally like both i mean yeah anyway i I think i'm the uh no big no big award here but it sounds like (laughs) i'm the biggest hellraiser universe fan and out of uh, us three not in all of the universe but just uh, on this on this limited audience um <laughs> but yeah I, I found this satisfying as someone who's really enjoyed all the other movies that i've seen and i think the penhead character we probably talked about this um at one point like best best uh horror movie villain monster like i think the penhead character design is right up there with any of the other icons if not above oh so. yeah it's terrifying and it's really mm-hmm. iconic yeah. everyone knows that ca- like that vhs case cover like, yeah oh, the, yeah the the main uh hell priest penhead and then the creativity of the extent the the rest of the cinebite gang is mm-hmm. fun too that offers all sorts of like um opportunities to to introduce new ones and and yep. you know so yeah i think it's it's a it's a fun <laughs> place to spend <laughs> to spend a few hours in and uh i'll watch i'll watch more in the future uh, i don't know how f- quickly i'm going to work my way from like number five to number 11 but we'll see i'll get there are they did they come out of space do they make it back somewhere yeah they you know trap him once and for to... all oh okay they use their chains I mean, to pull the earth closer to them yeah. and then go back to earth <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They use very advanced computer technology and CGI, yeah. as you can imagine. They're like typing away on on the most ridiculous computer interfaces outside <laughs> awesome. of Congo, which I just watched. But oh, Ooh, I haven't seen Congo Con- in a okay. while. Save that for another day. Yeah, um, yeah. Is that Congo. Emily? <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you have a poem for us this week, Ashley? I do. Oh, oh. yeah. How exciting. It's a little tough, but I do have a poem. <clears throat> Hit us. Hellraiser 2022 brings back the skin flaps and bloody folds <laughs> by, telling, by telling a story slightly tweaked, and, but one that hasn't been untold. This time with an ex-drug addict named Riley and her roommate, her roommates, including her brother Matt, who is trying his best to not have Riley relapse again, but enough about that. She uncovers this magic box because of a connection that her loser boyfriend has grabbed and quickly realizes that the puzzle bo- box takes you once you've been stabbed. You turn into a creepy Cenobite, never to return to your true form again, except, of course, when you've reached Leviathan. The ruler of the dark arts can help you acquire one of the six levels of configuration. How cool. Life, knowledge, love, sensation, power, and resurrection, with a slight tweak of the rule. Riley's brother gets stabbed by the device and disappears, which is whack, and she spends the entire movie getting everyone she knows killed and hopes she can get him back. In the end, she meets up with Pinhead and all the other creepy Cenobites, 
And Riley decides she doesn't want an evil version of her brother, which was pretty wise. Am I right? Also, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a super, super wealthy guy that is a real shithead. But don't worry. He ends up seeking power and through pain and torture becomes the next pinhead. Yeah. So maybe do worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's a happy ending for him? Question mark. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. He got that thing out of his chest. Um, oh, my gosh. That was nuts. And ascend, literally ascended. Well, descended but upwards into <laughs> yeah it's like a, uh, another plane dissension yeah and then he gets <laughs> his like i don't know if he becomes the main um cenobite or just he fully becomes like a permanent member like i mean he wasn't even he, he was like a pinhead though or the pinhead yeah yeah i guess once you get your pens you're official yeah <laughs> so yeah. you can torture another like um area or something there'll be multiple next time <laughs> yeah they have jurisdictions you know yeah maybe <laughs> they have to reach their quota for kills yeah. or something <laughs> yeah i told you i mean it's avon basically oh. <laughs> makes more sense <laughs> yeah all right well that's it for the first part of our discussion of hellraiser available on hulu now it's time for our favorite segment rank the blank do we have a sponsor derek we sure do. And I think it's one of our favorite sponsors that we've ever had. Fake sponsor. Mm. Play Doh? <laughs> Prepare yourself for combat. Mortal Kombat action figures. Fight for right in your own tournament of champions. Liu Kang. Johnny K. And yeah. play just a bunch Raiden. of punches. In back. <laughs> Sub Zero. Reptile. Where's Sonya? Dragon MK1. Come in. Just come Kino. In. On the combat cycle, Mortal Kombat. It's oh, not no just a game. Oh, no what? Mortal Kombat action figures. Wow. Combat cycle comes with Kano. Dragon MK1 comes with Reptile. Uh, right. That's disappointing. Okay, never, not a fake sponsor anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't... Bleep, bleep all of that out. Or just cut it. <laughs> cut it from the podcast. <laughs> no. Well, get your Mortal Kombat action figures or boycott them. What do we care? Rank the Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by this week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic may be confusing, maybe not. We'll see. Um, 80s movie we actually want to see remade, not ones that we would be annoyed uh, because it's not, you know, just another in a string of remakes that's kind of generic and disappointing. These are ones that we want to see and think they would have potential to be good um so yeah anything we want to mention before we get into our selections ashley sure there's some um examples to get our brains going so there's et which might yep. be interesting um all of john hughes movies <laughs> yep that's kind of tough that, yeah uh back to the future highlander which i forgot about uh, the Neverending Story, which is a classic, so please don't remake that. <clears throat> um, Ghoulies, The Beastmaster. Yeah, a lot of movies we've watched for the podcast, at least. Well, almost all of those, basically. Yeah. Um, not Ghoulies. Not Ghoulies, no. I think that was 86. Uh, but Beastmaster pretty recently. And you just said something interesting, so maybe this can get us into our choices you think never ending story is a classic, so you don't want it to be remade. So are you going to go, I mean, just for your personal decision making process, are you going with ones that uh, are lower stakes because you don't love them or, you know, like why wouldn't you want to see a movie that's great remade? Well, Hmm. 
that's tricky now because my just my choice that I have made uh, <laughs> yeah, through. So it's a great one. But but I know why I made it, so I can back that up when I get okay. to it. Um, but the Neverending Story was just so good. Like I don't yeah. want anything for it to change. But the movie I'm picking, there could be some changes. So yeah, well, Neverending Story is maybe a good example of the magic of the set design and mm-hmm. um, Falcor. What's his name? No. Yeah, Falcor. Falcor. Yeah. Um, it just wouldn't be made in the same way whatsoever like one that i'm not gonna pick is clash of the titans which was remade and it's just all cgi and generic versus the mechanical owl really being a puppet and anyway yours is interesting because i wonder how they would do it how would you do it for my choice yeah do you mean to reveal my choice okay yeah so obviously the movie hellraiser is gonna be one of them which has been kind of i mean was it is this a remake yeah, I'm, like ca- a... I'm calling this a, a a remake reboot because it starts back at the beginning. It doesn't. It's not a sequel to the other movies. All the other ones are numbered, yeah. and this one's very intentionally like just Hellraiser. They've done this with Friday the Third. They've made you know a million sequels to Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street, but they've also made just like reboots. You know that's why I had you list off all those adjectives. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing in the latest Scream which is just called Scream. Yeah. They have this like <laughs> meta conversation about, is it a reboot? Is it a sequel? Is it a legacy sequel? Is it, you know, so mm-hmm. okay. I would call this a reboot. Okay. So our first nomination is the movie, which is a reboot, Hellraiser. Um, or a remake. Sorry. Or a remake. <laughs> I don't Whatever. know the difference. <laughs> a recall, but not really. Um, And I'm going with Gremlins, which is mm-hmm. a classic, but I would like to see it as like a horror movie, like an actual horror, yeah. like, not Which campy. it was supposed to be, right? I don't we, know. It's supposed to be much darker. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. They took out some of the scenes, but it still has like funniness to it. I just think it'd be cool to see it as like a true like rated R. Well, I guess it's PG-13, but a rated R like Gremlins movie would be cool because they're really scary. Um, yeah. The the first one is in the sweet spot of it can still be scary at times, especially if you're you're young. Yeah. And then the sequel is completely campy. I, I just had a lot of fun with the, the sequel, but uh yeah i mean i would love to see that i would be most concerned with um when i was looking at research for this what a lot of people were saying uh wouldn't work about these remakes the thing falls into this category as well um even though that's a prequel uh is just the technology change so how would they would the gremlins be physical puppets or would they be computer you know generated things and I mean, a that's the mixture. way it would work. Yeah. But I mean, if they don't do that, I mean, they did it for Hellraiser. So there's, yeah. there's, there's hope. And I think that puppets when they like with all the CGI, like are scare are scarier because they're just like an actual physical thing. CGI, you yeah. can immediately tell and you're like, oh, not as into it, but they're like puppet gremlins that with like really talented artists behind them. Like, I feel like it could be super scary. Well, there is a third option and it's actually happening. It is a very um, G rated or PG rated. Uh, animated fully cartoon version of gremlins coming out like this year i want to say secrets of the mogwai i'm trying did to go they, darker not, not a, lighter did they <laughs> yeah. not already have a cartoon gremlins? i thought this was coming now that i mention it i thought this was coming out sooner but in 2045 um, uh, i don't think they did no so this huh. is set to release in 2023 currently okay. on hbo um, max interesting for are you gonna now. watch it oh yeah well, it'll tie into mine actually. So okay, what's yours? Um, 
uh, I was considering sleepaway camp in the horror genre, but I mean, it's you can just re you can just keep making like cabin slasher movies or camp slasher movies, and doesn't really specifically need to be sleepaway camp. And I have no idea how it would handle the twist or the yeah the yeah. social <laughs> politics <laughs> of of that twist and. Yeah. how it's problematic but shocking and a product of its time and yeah so no to sleepaway camp yes to <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> terrible movies of my childhood in the 80s which is uh, masters of the universe the live awesome. action he-man movie starring Dolph Lundgren as <laughs> prince adam slash he-man and it's a objectively i don't want to say bad objectively cheesy movie that is very dated in some of its effects some of it's still cool but the story is kind of terrible um so i i it's like bad enough to where i can clearly tell that nostalgia is a big part of my entertainment value but i think that could work in its favor for a remake in the sense that uh, i don't think the bar is that high to clear (laughs) <laughs> is just depending on like the approach they took um at one point they had cast this is they've talked about making this for a while noah centineo who was like the star of a bunch of uh, netflix rom-coms was going to be cast and that was kind of exciting but uh that fell through and they did uh, last year release a animated show um, of course before it was a movie it was a cartoon and I would watch the cartoon. And then, of course, it was an action figure line. <laughs> um, and I had all of those. So the movie was just icing on the cake of my love for the characters, basically. And I, I didn't get super into the cartoon. So we'll see if the same thing happens with Gremlins. I want to see a live action version that people are wearing physical <laughs> costumes. And they put a lot of effort into the the character uh, design and costume design and, and uh, set design. And it could be really fun to see the modern version of all of that executed if it's done well. But if it's all just like CGI genericness, then no thanks. Yeah. I That's interesting. I haven't seen Masters of the Universe since we were kids. And I really liked it then, but I imagine it's... It's got some fun stuff. It's got some whipping. Um, I remember got, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's got weird characters. It's got the like dude eating chicken. Um, I don't like the place that. that plays the magical key. Um, got some puzzle box <laughs> elements, a la Hellraiser. Okay. Yeah, but none of it really comes together. I mean, plotting was never a strong suit of the He-Man stories, so gotcha. it was more character design. All right, uh, Derek, what do you have? So I think that it would be really interesting if Caddyshack was remade. Hmm. Okay. So kind of taking that like old school comedy and that comedy style and adapting it to the new age kind of comedy style. Um, When I was thinking about this, I just looked it up and uh, I was thinking like it would be interesting if like Andy Sandberg was in it, if there was a Bill Murray cameo. And uh, well, so I looked I just looked up (laughs) if it was actually going to come out. And uh, there's some lore that it's possible. And Andy Samberg was actually one of the, the folks that was mentioned in potential cast. Oh, and and also Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. So <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, so Drew's Drew's on board. <laughs> Jamie's on board. 
Yes. <laughs> if the Sandman's in it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then that... again, talking about would you CGI the, hmm, uh, ground, the yeah, groundhog? the groundhog? Gopher. Gopher. Yeah. Gopher. Thank you, Drew. Is there a difference? <laughs> I don't know. I would think oh, wow. that it would be amazing if they kept it uh, practical. Yeah. Versus yeah. CGI. I, that because that's like a fraction of the of the movie. I think they could keep that. Yeah. Like they they wouldn't need to CGI that. Um, I think what makes this tricky, obviously, is um one the tone of humor but you can update that and two yeah. like was it just a awesome you know collection of 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 actors and stars at the time like yeah is there really any reason to have new actors like is there anything about that story or plot that like needs to be modernized i don't know i haven't really i haven't seen it um for a long time so i, I can't answer that it would be a fun showcase just to like bring the next generation of actor comedy actors yeah yeah the original had bill murray like chevy chase rodney dangerfield which there's the john c riley yeah 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 Yeah. that would that would be fun um it would definitely be a comedy showcase uh ashley how do we want to start this oh man um I would say Hellraiser at the bottom. Yeah, well, we got it. So I guess <laughs> yeah. um, I guess that's the only one that we can judge, like the actual finished product. Yeah. Of. So our imaginations running wild with the best case scenario versus real reality. Okay. That's fair, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've never seen Caddyshack. And I feel like it's, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about Caddyshack because I feel like the characters that they'd have in the remake sound great and they sound very similar to the ones that they had in the original. So I don't know if it'd be that different. I think they did. They did Blues Brothers. I mean, but maybe they just brought and they did like Coming to America uh, recently. They made. I think yeah. that was a sequel. Um, yeah, that was a sequel. So they have tr- like it's for some reason it's the one that might work the best. And yet I'm personally least excited about it. Just like uh, I think that the like, other don't fuck are... with the original just well that it's... unless like ours could go really poorly Gremlins and yeah Masters yours would probably just be a good movie <laughs> yours would probably be good but like yeah. I don't so... find it as exciting I like okay. the the idea of it not being but not working out I guess <laughs> like yeah. having a chance to to flop Jesus or to Christ. succeed well comedy versus uh, let's call it action well, adventure action. versus horror. Yeah. Um. So we have those three genres represented. Um. I mean, I, Ashley's super dark, R-rated Gremlins slasher. Obviously, sounds fucking rad. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> then... <laughs> and I don't expect mine to be good. I just think it's again it's fun for me personally. It so... would open it up to more than just that remake. It would open it up to exploring that universe. Yeah, no pun intended. They yeah. definitely would. They, that would be the hope. Mastering for sure. it, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> All right. Well, well, Ashley, you can you can take the uh, W. I mean, I'm taking you can the decide, W, but, but, I'll, but also, yeah. I'll also rank them all. So I'm actually thinking it's kind of an order for me, except for well, Gremlins, Master of the Universe, Caddyshack, and then Hellraiser because we saw it. Poor Hellraiser, Derek. <laughs> but Derek, right. you didn't get last, so. Thanks. I mean, that, technically, no, actually, that you feels... lost to him uh, in animate. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but 
all the movies getting remade, the potential for success is greatest with yours. So that's kind of a yeah. win, right? Yeah, what a consolation. Um, <laughs> thanks to uh, Derek for not getting last. Good choice, Ashley, for picking one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's a little bit of a cheat code there. Playing my cards, and yeah. Big thanks to the Mortal Kombat Corporation. Definitely not a real thing for putting out a line of all of our favorite male characters from the series. So <laughs> get, those, get those while you can. Now let's return to our feature presentation. Okay, uh, this is always interesting when we do a newer movie because it's so fresh, but, or, or is it? Uh, <laughs> what has the reception to this movie been like, Ashley? More fresh than not. Okay. <laughs> but not by a lot. It's like Mild, it's mildly flesh, mildly fresh. Mi- I would fresh. eat fresh flesh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of better reviews than I thought it was going to get just because, again, I like the original Dark Hell yeah. it better. But um people were really impressed they liked the pinhead character um they thought she did a really good job which i agree mm-hmm. um and obviously like we talked about before the cinebites were really creepy and like cool looking as they should be um but some of the reviews were there's something lacking for all the flayed flesh and impaled skin in the picture this hellraiser isn't sharp enough oh okay I mean, well, okay. sounds like something I would write, but I did not yep. write that. <laughs> um, and then Hellraiser offers amazing creature design and gore, but fails to offer anything intellectually or centrally interesting in a movie extensively about hedonistic demons. I, that's that's a little bit uh, harsh. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't say it doesn't offer anything, but it's probably stronger yeah. in the other categories than its uh, thematic resonance. Yeah. Although I find the whole series pretty compelling from like pretty morally complicated in a good way like mm-hmm. who's who's the true bad guys we're seeing bad people you know work with the Cenobites but um, there's something just hard to quantify about the, their appeal yeah <laughs> the appeal of their message <laughs> right um, how did it do in the streaming world no idea there, like no um, there's no like I- I know, I know like that like see. when Hulu released the new Predator movie, which is incredible earlier this summer, uh, Prey, they they put out some press releases about, you know, it was the most successful Hulu original movie. So eventually we might hear some information, but there's no real data available at this point that I saw. Uh, okay. But I'll be curious. Hopefully, I don't know. I'm always rooting for things that seem to be made for the right uh, artistic reasons i saw you know clive barker the original creator talking with uh i want to say david buckner is the the director of the new one and he was really they they just seemed to have a really like good creative relationship and he wanted david to do his own thing with this movie but was supporting him and it it wasn't like this wasn't made for quick cash grab or any or like you know the other the last six hellraiser movies before this um mm-hmm. so and um uh, clive barker threw bob weinstein under the bus because he like owed him money from like the sixth movie on and was just like holding the franchise <laughs> hostage and he was just saying like he was the worst type of executive to work with creatively um because he 
didn't care about any of the things that um, this new creative crew cares about. So I'm happy for that. Um, We do have a quick soundbite from the cast. We always forget to play these. So let's do it. I think uh, an important part to making a horror movie is believing in the world and everything that's in front of you. And the what was great brother. about this one is there's pretty much all practical effects. So getting to have the Cenobites there in front of us and seeing where their skin glistened and, you know, like <laughs> the pins uh, on Jamie's head, the way they sort of glistened, it really made you a believer in it and made it feel real, which was nice. It didn't feel like there was like a lot of kind of acting required. I and mean, there's not a lot of work that you really it is nice when you see the actual like characters there dressed up and it's not like just a green screen or something. I feel like that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. I heard them um, a few other interviews where they were like describing the first time they saw her in her costume and stuff. And they were just oh, like yeah. freaking out. And yeah, it, I mean, again, that's the other aspect of practical uh, effects and, and real set design that we don't see. We see what's on screen, but we aren't, if you're on set and you're just in front of a green screen, like you said, then it's really hard to get realistic performances or get, you know, it just, it seems, especially for, I don't know if this cast is like overall inexperienced or not, but just like, I don't, I think at any level of acting, people want to be more immersed in Mm -hmm. the setting than, um, than you get from a CGI heavy film. I mean, it's cool that we were able to go to Middle Earth and 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 whatnot um, with the Lord of the Rings, but like yeah. I, I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. <laughs> Period. Done. Yeah. Um, and so would uh, you... Avatar Two is coming soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I'm excited to see. So yeah. I don't know. Um, so would you consider this movie? Um... Yeah, you can say it. New release or old news? I, I think it applies perfectly to this because it, it is a new release. And, of old news. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I think our usual criteria still applies. Was this, mm-hmm. uh, are you glad that we got a revisiting, a modern, you know, like retelling of the original? Uh, if you don't like think of this as a sequel, if you think of it just you know, as like another version of the original, doesn't mean you have to like it more, but are you happy it exists or not? Um, I would say old news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was making the bar pretty low, and you wanted to just disappear off the face of the earth. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah, <laughs> no, I that's know. fair. Yeah, it's if it undermines something... the or do, if it seems unnecessary, then yeah. And I really like thought again, like the first one a lot. I just yeah. feel like, and even the the third one we watched was funny and like entertaining. This one had cool parts to it, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. So. Okay. Yeah, Derek? I mean. Uh, if you want <laughs> to know more about this uh, demon background and the lore and stuff, yeah, definitely listen to our podcast. Don't yeah, don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's old news personally, but I'm sure people out there fucking love it. Okay, well, yeah, new release for me. Pretty easy to yeah. recommend. All right. The biggest uh, Hellraiser pinhead fan here. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest yeah, pinhead. For stay sure. on my ground. <laughs> All right. So we have two old news and one new. Not bad. Not bad. Um, yeah. Our, so now usually, our, yeah. Oh, yeah. So usually we would rank something of how early 90s is in based on the time period we're in. Um, since this is 2022, 
I would say you could say how 2022 is it, but you know, that seems silly. So let's just go to our gift shop. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to skip it. I think this, we yeah. had to skip Pearl last week because that was set in the the 1920s teens. yeah yeah um this one we could try to do but i'm fine i'm fine skipping it it doesn't feel especially yeah. 90s so um all right so each week we take something from the movie we just watched and put it in our gift shop and then sell it for a little bit of profit sometimes um right now we're kind of all over the board with movies from the 90s we have our new release soundtrack which is sweet and selling like hotcakes um mm-hmm. We have edible gator eggs, which was from Pearl, which is also selling, but not as much. <laughs> and then, they're hatching. I mean, if you don't buy them soon, they're just yeah, going to be gators. They're just going to be gators. Buy them while they're young. Um, and then we have a new release secret diary, which is pretty cool as well. Um, yeah. I think we're down do to guys... like 25 pages of that left. Yeah. So no pressure. Um, what I've do you guys want to take from this movie? I've got an idea. Um, oh, Okay. A puzzle box. I don't know if mm-hmm. so similar yeah. to the movie. <laughs> exactly it, like the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It doesn't stab you. But though. it's also a popular thing nowadays in in the two thousands, mm-hmm. uh, where yeah. you get complicated puzzle boxes. But when you open it, when you get to the when you figure out the puzzle, you see you get the original Hellraiser VHS. Oh, so it's a big puzzle box. Yeah. Hmm. How about? You get, you get this stab. <laughs> what is that? It's a, oh, a it's a baby, hell, oh, that's baby cute. penhead. That's really cute. <laughs> um, we, can, we can cross market and sell someone's product. It's very um, sharp. Yeah, well, okay. I, lo- I love the idea of a puzzle box. And I don't know how many copies of the Hellraiser VHS <laughs> we can procure, but we can procure like a pop up um, art piece that. Basically, like a blowfish that shoots like needles at you. Know, okay. <laughs> we could just put some uh, pens in there so you can um, uh, pierce yourself if you want. T- totally optional. Okay. Um. Sure. <laughs> Do you have any better ideas, Ash? No, I like the puzzle box. I don't really like the pin needles inside of it, but um. Oh, you what guys do you want in have- there? Well, we already have a pin cushion, right? So oh yeah. We Why do we, oh, we have that from the previous one? Which would yeah, which would have been cool inside of this. You could get a twofer, so it could be the pincushion toy that we already have. Well, how about puzzle. this? I guess it could be a, well. Yeah. yeah how ahead. about how about yeah. this? Why the hell would we tell them what's inside? It's a puzzle box. So. Oh, it's a mystery. It's whatever <laughs> it's, we would put in there. It should be a mystery. And there's yeah. no, there's actually no way to open it. Yeah. No, yeah, there's, there's a way. There's a way to open it. There's no way it'll <laughs> summon <laughs> demons from hell to kill your closest loved ones either so okay perfect so mystery Disclaimer. puzzle box it is yep mystery puzzle box you yep. heard it here first you may or may not kill everyone around you by getting it but we'll you see. definitely will if you don't buy it <laughs> okay um so what's next week something less dangerous next week we have um clive barker's maybe first fame most famous second most famous movie behind hellraiser a movie that um they remade last year so this timeline is uh his movies are on like a 30 year cycle here but i'm super excited to revisit and talk about the movie that shall be named once but not five times um or else <laughs> bad things could happen it's That's five times not three candy man right it's not like beetlejuice it's actually oh five times. interesting let's see Let, let's play the trailer they might actually say it. Uh, I've never seen this. I'm stoked. Me neither. 
You look in the mirror and you say his name five times. He'll appear behind you. He's a mystery. Candyman. He's a legend. They ain't never gonna catch him. For Helen Lyle. Do I know you? He's become an obsession. A woman died in the it. Now she's determined to find him. He's safe around here. If it's the last thing she ever does. Candyman. Starts Friday, October 16th at a theater near you. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is a, a birthday, good birthday present birthday for you. So wait, it's ninety two. You were you were having your sixth birthday. Is that right? Eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. When? Yeah. When did this come out? Ninety two. You were six. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I was fifteen. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm always math. bad with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting better by the day. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to go back to the nineties. We've been. Um, luxuriating in 2022 long enough time to get back to our roots and if you want to follow along on that demonic journey with us you can search new release on spotify or apple or instagram at new release podcast ashley uh put a pin in it we done Beautiful. Is this when he's becoming the pinhead? Is this the end credits, Derek? What are the? Yeah, and and titles. Yeah. But yeah, so it probably does start when he's ascending. That scene was wild. I was like, this doesn't really need to be in here, but it's okay. <laughs> 